The Browns are back in the building with OTAs underway. The draft is next week. And lots of news from around the NFL. The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara starts right now. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. All right, everybody. Almost draft week. Not the same hype as in past years, of course, because we don't have a first round pick. We don't have a second round pick. We'll get two thirds. And there's some work that still needs to be done. Andrew Barry, GM of the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, both spoke that we heard from players. Everyone's back in the building. We're getting that feel that, yes, the season, the football season has begun. And we'll get to some NFL news off the field as well as some NFL draft draft prop plays that I want to get to as we head up to the NFL draft in Kansas City next week. But this is a Brown show. Let's get to some Browns news. And who better to go to than ESPN Browns analyst, writer extraordinaire, Jake Trotter on with us. Jake, how are you? Andy, how you doing? Doing good, sir. Doing good. Hey, uh, the, the, the year started now, right? People back in the building, we're, we're grooving, we're going. Um, what were some of your just basic takeaways from, from week one? What's the vibe? Let's start here. What's the vibe in the building compared to this time last year, which as we know was Baker Mayfield was still here. Lots of Deshaun Watson drama. How is it different to this year? Well, it's a little bit less non-chaotic than last year, Andy. As you mentioned, the Deshaun Watson trade had just happened. I want to say that press conference was like a week ago to the year. Uh, So it was pretty close to the draft because they didn't have it for a couple of weeks uh, after they made the trade. It's probably like beginning of April, right? And then, as you mentioned, Baker Mayfield was still on the roster. And uh, I think everybody thought he was going to be traded at some point, but it was not happening uh, immediately. And so you began to wonder – could he actually be on this team in training camp? How awkward is that going to be? Nobody knew how many games Deshaun Watson was going to be suspended. Uh, ended up being, I think, a lot more than a lot the, a lot of people in the building predicted at the time. So it just was a lot more calm than it was last year. And I think there's a lot of optimism coming out of free agency and the things they were able to do. You know, I asked Andrew Barry today uh, on Friday, what what how would you compare the talent level? of this team to when you first arrived in 2020, which hmm. remember 2020, you know, they went to the second round of the playoffs and, you know, he, I think he kind of danced around it, but you get the sense that he believes this is the most talented team that he has had. So uh, the expectations are going to be high. They should be. This is the team that should be in the playoffs. It's going to be a massive disappointment if it's not, uh, if that's not where the season ends. Uh, but, but it's, it's just less drama, less chaos. And I think a little bit more optimism would be the way I would characterize the vibe. Jake, I think it's a great point you bring in. The most talented team, which means that there's no excuses. It's no COVID. There's no Deshaun Watson drama. Hopefully nothing else springs up from anybody else. And it really speaks to me that there's no excuses this year. This is the year for Stefanski, for Bear. And I think that's why, I don't know about you, I'm kind of getting that feel like it's all in. You get an Elijah Moore. Great contract, by the way. He's still rising two years cheap and a guy who's ascending. I love that. But it really gives me that vibe of like, all right, guys, if we fail this year, we might not be here next year. Yeah, I mean, I think you start with Kevin Stefanski. Uh, all eyes are going to be on how Deshaun Watson plays under him. It wasn't great last year. 
Uh, Deshaun Watson was basically Russell Wilson statistically. Uh, if you compare his six games to, to Russell Wilson's entire season, and we know how bad Denver's year went. So uh, they're going to have to be much better. And I mean, listen, the schedule is very manageable. I know the AFC North is pretty tough, especially if Lamar is back in Baltimore. We'll see there. But I mean, I think the Browns play uh, basically almost everybody who's like drafting in the top five or six, uh, or at least uh, those spots that maybe got traded, you know, like the Rams, for example, you know, they play the right. Texans, they play the Colts. Uh, you go on down the list. There's a lot of manageable games on the schedule. There's no reason this team shouldn't win 10 games. I mean, I think that's the absolute minimum and there's no reason they shouldn't be in the playoffs. And if they don't get there, uh, I don't think there's any excuses left for this coaching staff. And then you would look at Andrew Barry and like, why is this team not performing? Cause it's not just going to be on Kevin. Uh, and we've seen the Haslam's. They obviously are not afraid to to pull the trigger and and make uh, you know hiring and firing decisions. So it's 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 a huge year for everybody in that building. I think starting with Kevin Stefanski. Well, and the Haslam's have been uncharacteristically patient, Jake, with this with this whole thing, right? Like, in if we went back when they first bought the team and we had what happened last year, coming with the expectations, gone, done, no no questions asked. But now you give that patience, you give that one extra year, that chance. So we look at, and I look, we want Jim Schwartz to do well. That defense has to play up and do better. But really it comes down to the quarterback and the offense. How different is this Browns offense going to look this season compared to last year? Because we talk a lot of fantasy on the show as well. And I've been getting a lot of messages of like, what's, where do I draft Nick Chubb? What does this mean from the running game? Well, first of all, the Haslam should be patient because they put that, team and that coaching staff and in a no-win situation with all again all the chaos that they were under last year and it's very difficult I think for that team to prepare for training camp during training camp for the season I mean I was there it was an absolute circus every day so the idea that they would punish Kevin Stefanski for what happened last year I think would have been unfair and then um, you know 2021 you know Baker Mayfield had the injury uh, I, I think that they would have been a lot better obviously if 2020 Baker had been uh, the quarterback in 2021 he was not Uh, As far as the offense, uh, Andy, I mean, it's going to be different. And I think people need to get accustomed to the idea this is not going to be the Nick Chubb show anymore. Uh, This offense is going to revolve around Deshaun Watson. So what does that mean? There's going to be three, four, five wide receivers on the field almost every down. Um, You know, David Njoku, uh, obviously the tight end. And I think they'll run some two tight end sets, but not in the way that we're accustomed to seeing, where they're all bunched up at the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is going to be a pass-first offense and I think the Pittsburgh Steeler game is at the end of last season is going to be pretty indicative of what we're going to see. Uh, we're going to see the Browns throw the ball 30, 35, 40, 45 times a game. Um, the days of, you know, pounding the ball and play action. I mean, it's just not what they're going to do. They are going to, they're going to live or die uh, on the arm and, and, and the legs to some degree of Deshaun Watson. And this is going to be his show and everybody else. Uh, including Nick Chubb, is going to be a complimentary piece to that. Yeah, I I totally agree. And the one element, I guess multiple elements, but that bring Deshaun Watson to a different potential. This is all all potential. We hope. There's a lot of saying we hope he can get back to where it was. We, We expect. But, Jake, this is the most athletically gifted, talented quarterback the Browns have maybe ever had, not just since 99, but maybe ever. When you look at what he can do, because you can add in that design run aspect, Deshaun's gotten a lot smarter with not sacrificing his body like he did the first couple of years in the league. 
Uh, and when you add that element in and his creativity and hopefully the offensive line being able to adjust to ex- help him extend those plays, if they're clicking, like, I think Brown fans are tentative to be excited, but Jake, I'm kind of getting excited with the possibilities of what that all means. It, it depends on what you think of Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, if you think he's 2020, he's going to be 2020 Deshaun Watson or 2019 Deshaun Watson, I think even more so, uh, then this team should be able to compete with anybody uh, because they're going to have the offensive line, uh, especially in the middle. Uh, their receivers, you know, maybe it's not top five in the NFL, but I think it's better than it's, it was last year. And I think mm-hmm. it's certainly competent and capable, uh, especially when you include David and Joku. And then they've got Nick Chubb, who is a top three top four running back in the NFL, at least if maybe not the best guy between the tackles in the league. So uh, yeah, they should, they should be prolific. But again, you, you saw last year and, you know, Deshaun Watson didn't play well. Now, was that because he, you know, was coming off 700 days away? Uh, Was that because he was in a new offense? Was that because of all, uh, you know, the accusation that had been made against him and that was in his head as he was playing? Like, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, and we're not going to know the answer to that until we see him play again. But I know they're optimistic in the building that he's going to return to being the player uh, that he was before. And I think you could have made the case that 2019, 2020 Deshaun Watson was like top three, top five quarterback in the NFL. At least that was my opinion at the time. I mean, I remember thinking Deshaun Watson looks like to me one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, it's a little bit different now because Andy in the AFC, there's like seven of those guys that you can make the case for. So Deshaun, I mean, Deshaun Watson could be better, like a lot better. And he might be the seventh best quarterback in the AFC because you've got Mahomes, you've got Allen, you've got Burrow. Maybe you've got Lamar. You're probably going to get Aaron Rodgers, uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, who am I forgetting? Uh, And then I think there are guys like, uh, you know, Tua and Kenny Pickett uh, that are very capable. I mean, we saw that up close in person. So, um, it's going to be a, a huge challenge, but um, I think the Browns have a chance. And a lot of seasons in the past where they have not had a chance, and, and I think that's reason to be excited. Definitely. And, yeah, it comes down all, – all the window dressing around it. It comes down to if Deshaun Watson can perform, if him and Stefanski can get in the lockstep, if this offense that was really kind of built for Jacoby Brissett last year can be tweaked and be effective. Now, another big part of this year, while we ride and die with Deshaun Watson – it's that defense with Jim Schwartz. And we all love the addition of Jim Schwartz. The additions of Dalvin Tomlinson on the defensive line. Like, Jake, it, everything they've done is an upgrade. But that D-line was so bad outside of Miles Garrett last year that it's not hard to, to upgrade. I'm just wondering, do you think they've done enough for Jim Schwartz and his abilities to be able to take advantage and, and put defenses like he's used in the past on the field? Well, Miles Garrett said uh, this week that, you know, they want that defensive line to be a unit that is feared. I don't think they're there. Now, Miles Garrett's feared, but nobody else on that defensive line is, and I think will be next season. But can you just not have, like, one of the worst run defenses of the last decade? Like, if they can just, like, improve upon that, uh, you know, they're going to have a chance. I mean, the Browns had, like, one of the ten worst run defenses of the last decade, statistically. If you look at EPA, uh, it, it was horrible. And – there was no scheme that was going to fix that. They just didn't have the personnel. Um, you know, maybe they could have done some different things uh, scheme wise that might've helped a little, but at the end of the day, the run defense was always going to be terrible. And they overestimated, you know, how big of a hole they were going to have at defensive tackle when they put that team together last year. Yeah. I, you know, people look at the D 
defensive backfield and they remember all the coverage busts. But in a lot of ways, it was still a really good, if not elite, coverage unit. I mean, the Browns in man-to-man coverage last year, despite all those busts we saw, and there were a lot of them, they were still number one in opposing QBR. That, 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 that's number one in terms of quarterbacks had the worst rating against the Browns when they were in man coverage. They were top like six or seven on the entire year, even with all those coverage busts. And really from week seven on, uh, they were elite. Um, so I, I think that they have a chance to be very good in the secondary. Uh, if they could just work out some of the communication issues, maybe you replace Thornhill with John Johnson, uh, you know, coupled with uh, bringing in the new defensive coordinator, maybe that'll resolve all those issues. We'll see. But, you know, they've got three guys in Emerson, Denzel Ward, and, and I guess Greg Newsom for now uh, that can cover at a high level. And then I, I think if Grant Delpit can build off the way he finished last season, you know, he's got a chance to be really good safety. So there's a lot to like there. But again, like, can they hold up against the run? I think that question's still out. And um, they need Oboe to be really good because if yeah. he's not, then, you know, Miles Garrett's going to face like the most double teams in the league by a considerable amount next year because there's nobody really that you look at that defensive line that, that, that uh, you think is going to cause a lot of disruption. So, I mean, even Tomlinson, I think, is more on this, you know, he's closer to the solid than the spectacular, yeah. which is a massive upgrade over what they had last year. But still, like, you know, he, he's not he's not Hargrave, you know, who I think was at the top of their free agent board. He's not, you know, one of the two or three elite defensive tackles in free agency. He's very good, though. And I thought it was a guy they had to get, uh, and they did well in, in getting him. But they, they got to have other guys step up. And I think Oboe is going to be a real key. Like, if you buy stock in Oboe, and they, they are, and I thought it was a really sharp kind of, I don't want to say buy low, but maybe – get in on a guy before he explodes. Mm. Uh, you know, I think it made a lot of sense, but they, they need them to be really good because otherwise, I mean, who's getting after the quarterback? I mean, name the guy. I, I can't. No. no, it's Miles Garrett. That's it. Yeah. And, and then, and then if you send Grant Delpit sprinting down, that's it. That's all you got, right? That's, there's nothing, yeah. nothing really else there. The oval thing is, that's, that's a great point. I could still see them, Jake. We'll get to a bit of draft talk um, in a second, but I could see them maybe after the draft signing one of the remaining edge rush guys because there's still some good rotational pieces like i would take frank clark today 29 two-year deal let's go like on a rotation i think that'd be tremendous so i i I think that 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 would depending how they do in the draft that could be an area yeah i mean they're definitely going to sign a defensive end they're going to sign a veteran defensive end that may not happen until you know after mini camp may not even happen until training camp Starts, but they're going to sign uh, another defensive end. I don't think there's any question about that. Jadavion Clowney is still available, by the way, if you're interested. Um, yeah. So, the, <laughs> but here's the other problem, uh, you know, that they're going to run into is like they don't have any cap. They're not going to have a lot of cap space going forward to do much, yeah. and and they know that. I mean, Deshaun Watson's cap hits are going to be like, you know, sixty to six sixty five million, uh, you know, every year going forward. Um, and that's before we even get into the Miles Garrett, you know, Denzel Ward contracts. I mean, two of the highest paid players in the league at their position. Um, so they can't just like, this is not 20, 20 when you had all that cap space that you could use. Um, they're going to have to save up because the, the rollover is going to help them a little bit manage that Watson cap hit uh, because you can't restructure his contract literally every year. Uh or maybe you can, but like you're going to have like a ninety million dollar cap hit eventually. At some you know, point, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know they got to be careful, but I do think that there are some veteran, like you said, defensive ends that that are out there that could help. And I think that's something that they will do. Um, who that's going to be, I don't know. 
Uh, but that would be something to watch. If they're going to add another free agent between now and training camp, it's going to come at defensive end. Yeah, you got to do the rental deal. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do the one-year prove-it deal and hope you get a guy in a, a great year to prove it, and then he goes. Uh, Greg Newsom, you mentioned. Now, there's social media. Greg Newsom wants to be traded. Greg Newsom goes on social media. No, I don't. And then he spoke this week. How do you feel with – is Greg Newsom on board if he has to play nickel or whatever has to be done on the Jim Schwartz uh, defense? Well, he seems to be for now. Um, he seems to be bought in for now, but you know he wasn't happy with his role last year. Uh, you know, he, he was pretty out in the open about that, even on Twitter saying he wasn't going to play in the yeah. slot again. You listen, Greg can say whatever he wants to say. Uh, you don't change agents just to change agents. I mean, there was a reason behind that. So um, I think it's something that that's going to be worth watching going forward. Um, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, is Emerson and Ward uh, on the outside and Newsom in the, in, on the slot, that's their best, I think use of those three guys. I mean, it just right. Newsom might be better on the outside, but I don't know that he's better than Martin Emerson. And and Emerson gives you the physicality, the range uh, that I think really complements Denzel Ward well. Uh, you know, who can run with you know some of the top receivers in the league. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's fine for now, but uh, I don't I don't care what Newsom said the other day. It doesn't it doesn't take away from I think the way that he's felt. Um, the moves that he's made and things that he's said before. It's definitely going to be worth watching. In conversation with Jake Trotter, covers the Browns for ESPN. A little bit of draft talk, then we'll let you go, Jake. So Browns, as we said, no first round pick, no second round pick. They got Elijah Moore for that. Love that deal. They got another pick back from the Jets in that transaction, which was a third round pick. So we got two thirds. Almost impossible to predict, okay, what player, because by the third round, who knows? But do you feel the Browns are in a, we would ideally like a certain position, just straight up best player available? What, what are you hearing and feeling? I think that they are best player available, but they are going to lean defense front seven, I think, yeah. in that Got conversation. Um, so, like, if there's a receiver they really like, they can certainly take that guy. If there's an offensive tackle they really like, uh, especially a developmental guy that like they feel like they can start down the line. They can take that guy. Uh, I would not be stunned if they took a running back uh, at hmm. that, at that spot. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a quarterback that drops um, and they can bring that guy in. Like, I think anything's possible with the third round pick. And I do think that they are going to look at their board and say, okay, this is our best rated guy. Like we're taking him, but if there's a tie, it's going to be a front seven guy. Right. Um, and, and I think they know that they, they know that they've got to boost the talent there. It's just not uh, what it needs to be. And we'll see what happens with guys like, you know, Alex Wright or Isaiah Thomas or Perry on Winfrey. Although, uh, you know, that's rough right now. Um, but I, I think that's the position to watch, but I, like, would I be stunned if they didn't take any of those guys on day two? No, it would not stun me. It's going to be fascinating to see if they use both third round picks, they trade, well, Andrew Barry, I don't think has ever traded up, but if they trade down, hopefully they they go at maybe bundle or something and move up. It'll I be traded good. up to go get, uh, I believe, JOK uh, oh. back in the, is that 20, 2021? One. So they've done it before. Yes. And could, I actually think it's very possible that they could use those two third round picks and move up and get a guy that they really like. Um, and the other option, too, is they, they just do what they usually do, which is trade back and collect more picks because guess what? They don't have many picks in 2024 either for next year and and they have two fours and two fives you could always 
bundle, right? You can bundle those two fives, move up. Who knows? Interesting. So for Browns fans, probably nothing interesting until the Friday, but who knows? Uh, Jake, tell people where they can find you. You're going to be doing lots of draft, off-season work, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on ESPN, and I don't know if I'm still on Twitter, but I was at one point, so maybe there. I don't know. We all lost the blue check mark. Yeah, we all lost I the did. blue check mark. I yeah. did. I me did. Too. I did. Me too. It's fine. Past due. It's fine with me. It makes me feel, I'm like, I'm like, we earned those blues, though, man. These are posers. Yeah. What yeah. have you done for me lately? Exactly. Right? Elon Musk, whatever. All right, Jake. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay. See you, Andy. Thank you. There he is, Jake Trotter on Twitter. He is still on Twitter. At Jake underscore Trotter, a great follow and get him on ESPN, of course, for all your Browns news. Um, yeah, the Perry on Winfrey stuff still sort of hanging. Andrew Barry spoke to the media Friday and was, uh, he's not going to say anything, but he said they're still evaluating the situation. They're not letting him go before the draft, folks. You know why? Because if they don't get another defensive tackle that they like, they're going to need the body of Perry on Winfrey and hope that Jim Schwartz can smarten this guy up. Lots of talent, but in between the years right now, making a lot of mistakes. Talent's there. Can you bring that out? We're going to have to wait and see. Um, but Jake's right. Those, the third round will be interesting. And the thing is, there are it is such a deep, a top-heavy draft for edge rushers, those pass rushers. But there's going to be probably six, seven edge guys taken in the first round. Right? Then the second flow. So by the time you get to the third round, what are you getting? So maybe there's someone on their board. They feel, okay, this guy is a can't stop the run to uh, save his life, but man, he can get after the quarterback. Okay, well, we need some of those. Because I'm not convinced on Oboe, whose career high in sacks is five, to come in. That front seven still has a lot of work. Uh, Make sure, guys, too. Hey, make sure you're clicking the notification bell right? Get the notification, click subscribe. We always appreciate that. Put your comments in. What do you think of the Browns offseason so far? Who do you think, either a player or position, if you got a player, throw them at me for the two third round picks for the Browns. Who or what position do you think the Browns should be drafting in the third round of this NFL draft? I want to hear from you there. I want to hear from you on Twitter at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81, on Instagram at AndyMCSports. Let me know there. Now, there are Lots of NFL draft prop players. You know I love that. From our buddies at Betfred Sportsbook. Okay? So there's, if you go right now, it's in the link down below, folks. I'm going to pull up what my guy Jason sent me from Betfred. Let's see here. There we go. Some of the prop plays. Uh, so you go to the link in here. You click on it. You sign up. You deposit. And you make your first bet. You are going to be qualified to win some crazy prizes each week. Last season, we gave away browns Bengals tickets. We gave away autographed Nick Chubb jersey. Lots more weekly prizes. And you also get, they're changing them all the time, but you get some sweet sign-up bonuses. So just go right there and you go to Betfred Sports uh, through that link and you'll be just fine. So here's some prop plays right now. So odds to win, uh, odds to win. 2023 NFL draft, total defensive backs in the first round. You can get total offensive linemen you can bet on. Total quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Total running backs, total wide receivers. Those are just a few of the options. If we're looking at, let's go to the quarterback one for a sec. Okay, now the C.J. Stroud smear job is ridiculous. That's been going on this past week. This stinks of of Jim Ursay and the Colts trying to get him to fall to him at four. The the smearing of C.J. Stroud, unfounded. It's like, oh, you stood up the Mannings. 
okay. Like this is this is for not playing any more football. This guy goes from first overall pick. Either Bryce Young's campaign is going crazy and it's phenomenal, and they're just pushing him up the board attitude wise. But C.J. Stroud not being considered the first overall pick for the Carolina Panthers, I think, is ridiculous. I will give Bryce Young a ton of credit, though. It's on social media. There's a video. Pretty. It was something, some Alabama football show. I don't know, but you Bryce Young, it'll pop up. I'm sure. I'll give this young man credit. This guy gets it. Okay, and I want him to do well after hearing this, because despite being five ten, generously listed, despite being uh, 190 pounds at the combine 204, uh-uh, that's soaking wet. Um, less than 190, and being slight. His attitude to the question, what about people being short? Where someone like a Lamar Jackson or other people uh, take offense, he'll get all worked up. He said, hey, this is entertainment. This is sports. That's what's great about it. People are talking. People are talking about this. They're debating. They're having fun. I don't take any issue with it. And it seems so genuine that he's just like, this is sports. And he embraced it. And seeing that, I'm like, man, that guy's going to be a great leader. Might be a great coach someday. I just can't believe that he's worthy of the first overall pick because of his attitude. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does great. It seems like a, a, an awesome dude. CJ Stroud should be the first overall pick, but how many quarterbacks do you think will be drafted in the first round? Really? It looks like um, CJ Stroud, probably not first Bryce young, Will Levis. You see the Jack pictures of Will Levis enjoy being uh, a randomly drug tested. Will my gosh, looks like he's in AEW. guys jacked in the nines. Anthony Richardson. Woohoo. That's my guy there. I just want to see him run through people. And then the Tennessee quarterback hooker floating around in that possible first round. That's kind of a wild card one. So we're looking at four to five. I personally am going to say four quarterbacks get drafted. That would be my, that would be my bet Fred best bet for quarterbacks taken in the first round. But let me know who you think, who do you think is going to be taken? How many quarterbacks in that first round? Who's first overall? It's looking like Bryce Young. But the interesting part becomes if the Texans, here's the other part I wanted to bring up. The Houston Texans now, rumors are if CJ Stroud is there, they're not going to take him. And one of the reasons is that he has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Well, we know how that ended in Houston. Not good. So what if CJ Stroud drops? Do we see a team like the Tennessee Titans try to trade up? Did the Colts, who are at four, do they have to try to jump up one spot to make sure? How does that look to get C.J. Stroud? There's no way that dude's getting past four. It's re- the, the talent, the overcoming, I've gone through it before on the show, is exceptional. This guy's a day one starter. How does that look? That's that's what could be really interesting there. Make sure to get your show gear, get your fantasy football championship gear, fantasy football and Browns gear, link below in the store. We're going to have a big draft show on Wednesday next week. We're going to have the big draft show Wednesday and then a special Monday show to recap and see what the Browns did. So stay tuned for that. Again, click the notification bell. Don't miss out. Click the subscription. Leave a comment. Subscribe on Twitter too, at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81, on Instagram at AndyMCSports. Let's see what happens over the weekend. Thanks to Jake Trotter and to all of you. We will see you in draft week next week. As always, go Browns. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.